Welcome to the Gen X Women's Guide to Love podcast. I'm your host, Shonda Howard, and I'm going to teach you exactly how to stop attracting all of the wrong men so you can meet and marry the man of your dreams. Let's get started. Welcome back to episode three. I'm so excited to have you back and that you made it this far. And if you're in the States like I am, I hope you had a wonderful holiday weekend. I was with my family. We took a four-hour drive to Michigan. Well, it should have been a four-hour drive, but it was about seven because side note, if you have small kids, you're going to need to tack on a few extra hours to be getting out of the car, taking bathroom breaks, letting the kids run around, all of those fun things. Anyways, I'm excited to dive in today, and today I'm going to be unpacking step two of my process to find love, which is creating a life you love. Now, that might seem obvious, right? But here's the thing. When my clients come to me, they always say the same thing, which is that they have a life that feels good enough. There's a lot of good things in their life, and yet at the end of the day, they have this overwhelming feeling of loneliness and fear, and it overwhelms them, okay? And so this actually is directly related to creating a life you love. Most of my clients think they've done this work, but they haven't really. And so I'm going to unpack it for you today. So if you're anything like I was, you probably have lots of friends in your life, right? You probably have a job that pays the bills and is good enough, You have friends that you love to hang out with that are going to indulge your dating horror stories over a bottle of wine. And your married friends, of course, they love to invite you out as the third wheel to dinner and tell you what a catch you are. And I mean, they just can't understand why you're single because you're so awesome. And you feel like life is pretty good. You definitely know how to have fun and you have all the things going for you on paper and on the outside that should make you happy. But at the end of the night, your friends always go home, and every time one of your friends gets engaged and calls you, you feel like you're about to burst into tears. And it's not that you're not happy for them. It's that you cannot shake this overwhelming feeling that you are going to be the last one standing, the last remaining single woman on the planet. But really, you just can't seem to shake the loneliness. I mean, of course, you can manage it. You can make it go away temporarily with wine and girls night out and even spin class. You can forget about it for a while, but it always, always, always comes back. And so you go home alone and you cry. And sometimes you might watch rom-coms so that you can feel hope again. But those thoughts always come back. They say, I'm all alone and I have no one. I'm never going to meet anybody I'm getting too old and this isn't going to happen for me. I should just settle for the life I have. And in your mind, the only thing that is going to make that loneliness disappear for good is to find your person. So you go out in search of the perfect guy to be with so that he will take all of that loneliness away. But my friend, that just isn't how it works. You have to do the work to create a life that you love first. Because until you do that, a relationship is just going to be a band-aid to cover up the real problem. And any relationship that you attract when you're in this place is guaranteed to be the wrong one. When you are settling for a life that you don't love, 
You're going to keep looking for a relationship to be the thing that makes you happy and fixes all of your problems. And this way of being will keep you in a cycle of attracting Mr. Wrong. Imagine for a moment that you were to meet a wonderful man who has it all together, a man that is financially secure, has a wonderful career that he loves, is at the top of his game or his industry. He's got amazing relationships with his family. And he's looking for a healthy partnership with a very special woman, a woman that he loves and respects as an equal. This man is not looking for a fixer-upper. And unfortunately, when you have not done the work to create a life you love, you are a fixer-upper. And I know that that sounds harsh, but the truth is you can't keep looking to the relationship to be the thing that solves your problems and makes all of that loneliness and heartache go away. You have to do that work first. That's going to be the thing that makes you a match for Mr. Right, for this man that has it all together, that's emotionally secure and open and honest and is looking for what you're looking for and most of all, looking for an equal. When you've done all of that work to create a life that you love, you fall in love with your life and with yourself. Your energy shifts completely and you're sending a message out to the universe that this is who you are and this is your new standard. Mr. Wrong won't be attracted to you because he knows you're not going to tolerate any of his crap and Mr. Right is going to be magnetized to you because he is looking for someone who he loves and respects as an equal, someone who's whole, happy, and complete. Mr. Right doesn't want to be with the woman who's sobbing into her glass of wine, feeling sorry for herself and secretly resenting her life. Mr. Wrong wants to be with that chick because he knows she's going to put up with all of his crap. If you're ready to create the relationship of your dreams, then after you've done the work to release your past, your next step is to do the work to create a life that you love. So what does this look like? Well, for me and for many of my clients, it looks like cleaning up finances. So if you haven't done this work, your finances probably feel like a giant mess. You might be carrying way too much credit card debt, yet not really looking at it, not having a plan to really pay it down. You might not be keeping a budget and you might not spend mindfully. Every single time you go to spend your money, you might feel guilty or heavy or anxious. These are all signs that you need to really take a look at your finances and clean them up. When I did this work, I started sitting down every single week and having a date with my money. I started getting clear on what was coming in, what was going out, and spending mindfully and intentionally. I set a budget and I did the work to really understand why I hadn't stuck to it before and to start sticking to it. I also consolidated a bunch of credit card debt that had been hanging over my head, really making me feel guilty and anxious and insecure. Once I started cleaning up all of that finance stuff, 
I started to really take excellent care of my finances. It started to feel good to spend money. I started having more money and spending in a way that felt good. I was no longer holding on to subconscious fears that I was going to run out of money and then creating that situation for myself. Another way that I started creating a life that I loved was in my work and my career. So I took a really good, long, hard look at my career. And I really saw that while I was doing work that was good enough and that really paid my bills, other than that, I wasn't super light lit up by the work that I was doing. So I started asking myself questions and digging deeper to find out what I would actually enjoy, what might light me up, what might fill me with more purpose and passion. As I started to get some answers on that, I started to explore. I started to try things on. I started raising my hand at work and asking for more responsibility and putting my hat in the ring for promotion. I ended up going after a completely different role in a different department that I felt was going to fuel me with more passion and purpose and fulfillment. And I got it. And it was really exciting for me. In addition to really up-leveling myself in my career, I also started to really foster my creativity again. Even though I was no longer a paid actress, there was really a part of me that had been missing since I walked away from that career. I felt disconnected from my creativity. And so I started to open that door back up again. I started singing again and working on music that really lit me up. I curated an entire show that was all songs from the 1970s celebrating women songwriters of that decade. And I worked on that music because it filled me up so deeply. I would go to rehearsal almost every single weekend over a six-month period and sing my heart out. That felt like I was really doing something that my soul needed to be doing. That filled me with the type of happiness that nothing else outside of me could ever compete with. I started taking excellent care of my health. I started working with a naturopath and trying to understand some deeper rooted issues on the health front that I had been struggling with and really devoting the time, the energy, and financial resources to my healing. I stopped drinking so much. I started exercising regularly, not because I was trying to punish myself into losing weight or because I felt like I should, but doing it because it felt good. It lifted me up. I took an inventory of my friendships and my friendships that were based on drinking too much, complaining, gossiping, and overall toxic traits, I let go of. I started taking much better care of myself emotionally, really taking care of my mindset. I was meditating every single day. I created a journaling practice. I was getting clear on my emotional patterning and programming. I was doing things to uplift myself. I started really looking at all of the things that I was waiting to do until I was in a relationship traveling all over the world, taking epic surfing trips in Nicaragua, traveling to London and Paris alone over Thanksgiving. 
And I asked myself, how would I feel if I were in the relationship of my dreams? And I started finding reasons to feel that way in my life ahead of time. This was really about getting out of my comfort zone. And so I want to invite you to do that too. When you start to take these actions to really create a life that you love, you start to be in your life, really living your life. You start to feel happier, more alive, instead of constantly feeling the lack of having a partner. You feel more lit up by your life. You feel inspired. You're saying yes to life and to opportunities that are coming your way. You might even start taking risks. You might take that pottery class you've always wanted to take. And you'll start evaluating why you're staying at your job out of security. And instead, you'll go after an opportunity that really excites you and turns you on, even if it feels like a risk. You're starting to feel the happiness you were waiting for a relationship to feel. And the reason why this is so important is because until you do this, you're feeling needy and graspy. And people, especially men that you're looking to date, feel that energy. It's as if ahead of time, ahead of doing this work, you're like a bathtub that doesn't have a stopper. You're constantly looking outside of yourself for others to fill up your bathtub with all of that happiness, self-worth, self-acceptance, and love. And the caveat to this is that you are the only person that can put in that tub stopper. You're the only person that can fill up your bathtub with love, acceptance, self-worth, and happiness. But once you're able to do this, You're actually overflowing with love and happiness. You're ready to share it and give it all away. And this is absolutely magnetic to the type of men that you want to attract. Men that are happy, fulfilled, emotionally stable, have great careers and family relationships. Men that are open and honest and good communicators. Men that won't make you sit and wonder. Through this step, you are actually becoming the match for exactly what you want. Because the truth is, you're actually going to attract what you are, not what you want. Let me say that again. You will attract a match for what you are and not what you want. So in order to attract the love of your life, the one, that healthy, loving partnership, You must first become the match to it by creating a life you love, by falling in love with your life and yourself. And yes, of course, you're going to still feel twinges of longing and loneliness from time to time. But the difference here is that you will feel this from a clean place. Your energy will say, I love my life and I desire someone to share it with. Instead of, I am so miserable, I feel sorry for myself, and I need someone else to make me happy. Do you feel the difference in that? When my clients first come to me, they definitely have jobs that pay the bills, but they feel like they're settling. 
Of course, they do fun things from time to time, but it's as if they are trying to cover up their loneliness with fun things. It's as if they're trying to cover up their loneliness, pain, and sadness of being single by buying things on their credit card completely unconsciously. They're trying to distract themselves from that deep hole that they feel. And after we work through this step, they have usually taken massive strides in their life and they're starting to feel lighter, freer, happier, more often. They're going after dream roles in their career. They've gotten salary upgrades. They've gotten really clear on their finances and their finances feel organized and clean. Maybe they even start volunteering and meeting new friends that are more like-minded. They start taking solo travel trips and doing things that they've always wanted to do. Some of them have even started their dream business. And most importantly, they go from feeling constantly lacking in the relationship department, constantly focusing on how they don't have a partner, to feeling that my person is coming. I know it. I feel it. I believe it. I have a vision for it. And until that happens, I am living my best life. And once we get to that place and we can feel that energy shift and they start to really feel that difference, then we know it's time for step three, which is the step to attract your person. And so next week, I'm going to break all of that down for you. But if you know that this episode resonates with you, and you know that you've got some work to do to really start to create a life that you love so you can become a match for your dream relationship, then start by taking an inventory of your life. Look at your career, your finances, your creativity, your fun, your family relationships. Look at all of it and ask yourself, where am I not completely fulfilled and happy? Rate all of those areas on a scale of one to 10 and any areas that are below a seven in fulfillment and happiness, ask yourself the question, what would, what would I need to do in order to make this a 10? Once you can compile a list, you start taking action towards those items. Ask yourself, what am I waiting for a relationship to go do in my life? and start taking action in that area. And most importantly, ask yourself, how would I feel if I were in the relationship of my dreams? Let's say you ask yourself that question and you know that you would feel content, happy, grateful, excited, in love, great. Those feelings get to be your guide from this point forward. Where in your life can you feel happy? Where in your life do you have to feel grateful, lit up, inspired, excited, content? I guarantee you every single feeling that you're seeking, you have a reason to feel that way now. And the more often you can feel those feelings now, the more you can do the work to create a life that you really, really love, the faster you're going to magnetize a dream relationship into your life. Next week, I'm going to break down step three for you to attract your person. 
And I'm so proud of you for getting this far in the process. This is not easy work. It's not for the faint of heart. But I can absolutely promise you beyond the shadow of a doubt that the relationship that you really desire, the one where you're not settling, is on the other side of all of this work. And if you're looking to take this work deeper, then head on over to my website, shondahoward.com forward slash free, where you can download my free meditation to attract love. And if you want to go even deeper, I do have a couple of spots open for one-on-one coaching and hypnotherapy. You can email me at shonda at shondahoward.com and we can set up a free call to discuss your unique situation. So that's it for episode two. Stay tuned for next week where we'll be diving into the next step in my three-step process to meet and marry the man of your dreams. Thank you so much for listening to the Gen X Woman's Guide to Love podcast. If you liked this episode, I would be so honored if you'd share it with someone who you know is looking for love. And if you're ready to take this work even deeper, I invite you to head on over to shondahoward.com forward slash free, where you can download your free meditation to attract your soulmate.